to the day on Locked On Anaheim Ducks Hockey. The Islanders are on the brink of elimination. A couple of former Ducks help eliminate the Vegas Golden Knights. And some more good news on the COVID front. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. How's everyone doing this morning? It is Tuesday, September 15th. It has now officially been... Six months and four days since we last had hockey here in Anaheim. But welcome everyone to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe if you have not already. And also make sure to follow us on Twitter at StimpyJD for my personal Twitter or at LO underscore Ducks for the hockey Twitter. Now I'm going to talk a little bit later about baseball for various reasons and I'm going to save that for the last portion of the show and yeah just kind of peeling back the curtain here yeah I did spend my weekend at Chavez Ravine which also might explain why my voice is somewhat sore so I will try to keep this as short as possible but it was kind of a fun weekend out at Dodger Stadium we'll talk about that on the third period or the third segment of the show First, let's talk about some actual hockey. We have not talked about the series that much that have taken place out in Edmonton. And we're going to start with the Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. That has been a pretty nondescript series. And frankly, Tampa Bay has looked pretty good. Although the Islanders looked very strong in Game 3. Didn't talk about that last time, so we're going to do that today. The Islanders outshot the Tampa Bay Lightning for much of the game on Friday. In fact, for that entire game, it it was pretty much New York for most of the game. Tampa Bay did end up out shooting the Islanders 37-35, but early on, it was pretty much all Islanders were after two periods they outshot the Tampa Bay Lightning 26-25. Shot attempts were in favor of New York for most of the game. And it was all Islanders early in the game. Goals from Cal Clutterbuck and Mikhail Sergachev made it uh, 1-1 each way. Uh, Clutterbuck for the Islanders, Sergachev for Tampa Bay. Then the Islanders took over in the second period. Adam Pellick and Anthony Beauvillier scored a couple of goals, making it 3-1. Then the Islanders blew the lead late, as they have been wanting to do for some reason. Andre Pilat and Tyler Johnson scored the equalizing goals, but then it was the Islanders late with three and a half minutes left. Brock Nelson scored, and then J.G. Pajot scored late in the game. I think that was an empty netter. So that ended up being the final score, 5-3 Islanders. So at the time, they had the momentum going into Game 4, which took place yesterday, which was Sunday the 13th, or so we thought. Uh, Tampa Bay just came out I I don't know what the crap happened it was craziness in a matter of 27 seconds there were three goals scored and the game was kind of boring for the most part except for that one minute of action and I'm glad I was not home live watching this um, because I was helping with some hockey scrimmages and it just so happened that I watched that second period, and that's where all the action happened. Happened. It was it was weird. So it was Brock Nelson at 11:27 of the second period. He blistered a shot through Vasilevsky, making it one nothing Islanders. 
Then it was Blake Coleman, 15 seconds later, who tied it up for Tampa Bay. And then right after that goal, Tampa Bay won the faceoff, passed it back. Braden Point ended up bringing the puck up, passed it to Nikita Kucherov right at the blue line, and he passed it off to Andre Palat off a slap shot. This was all in a matter of 12 seconds. Tampa Bay all of a sudden had a 2-1 to one lead. So if you think about this, with 8.33 left, New York scored. Okay, fine. Then 18 or 15 seconds later, it's a 1-1 tie. Then 12 seconds later, it's 2-1. to one. So imagine that commercial break with about 10 minutes left where it's nothing-nothing. Then the last commercial break, it's all of a sudden 2-1 to one Tampa Bay? Really? Under a minute? Yeah, that's how quickly it happened. Uh, Tampa Bay would score a couple of late goals, one from Braden Point and another from Patrick Maroon. So now it was 4-1. to one. That ended up being the final score. Tampa Bay leads that series three games to one. Not only that, they're one win away from the Stanley Cup. And the Islanders are one loss away from being eliminated. And that's a shame because New York has had a very solid playoff run. And frankly, I think they're more deserving of being eliminated in five games. Look, Tampa Bay did outplay New York. They outshot them 36-27 in that game. It really came down to that second period. When New York had that lead, they slightly relaxed and Tampa Bay took control. But once Tampa pretty much stunned them in that second period, that was the game. That was it. So once again, Tampa Bay is on the brink. Game Five is taking place tonight in Edmonton. That's game five. That'll be five o'clock Pacific time on NBCSN. And just to give the schedule for the next couple of games, if the Islanders win, game six will be Thursday night, also at five o'clock, also on NBCSN. And if this series happens to go to a game seven, well, we're going to talk about that. And just to peel back the curtain, there will be no show on Wednesday. In fact, we'll only have a three-show week this week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. As you guys are definitely aware in Southern California, it is very smoky out there. So I just implore everyone to stay safe, which is why my voice has not been 100% pretty much since the fire started because I was unfortunate to breathe a lot of that smoke in that first couple days. And it's still stuck with me a little bit longer than I would like. So I'm probably at about 80-85%, but I'm still pressing on. Still going to keep doing the podcast as I'm fit to do. So once again, we'll only have shows Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And that's about it. I anticipate if this series ends tonight, then Thursday's show will be uh, the last prediction show with myself and Sarah Avampato. We've done predictions throughout the rounds. So if you want to hear those, be sure to listen back to previous episodes of Locked on Ducks. And you can hear those predictions. So there you go. We're going to head to a break. But first, let's talk about DoorDash. DoorDash is a food delivery service. And let's say you're sitting at home and you're pretty hungry and maybe you want some sushi. DoorDash can help you out with that. Maybe you want some fried chicken. Yeah, DoorDash will help with that too. Or maybe you just simply want McDonald's or something like that. Yeah, DoorDash is good for that too, but why go to McDonald's when you can 
Support your local businesses. Support your local restaurants. They're very delicious. Trust me, there's a couple really good fried chicken places out in Orange County, and they are really freaking good. So DoorDash will help you out with that. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on the first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked on NHL. Once again, that's five bucks off your first order of 15 or more with the promo code Locked on NHL. So be sure to check out DoorDash right now. You know, that fried chicken sounds really good right now. Uh, there's a couple places down in Orange County, and there's a little jazz bar that's um, it's in the OC. It's off the 91 freeway. Um, I went there not long ago. And they have jazz bands that play there. Um, I'll pull up the restaurant name after the intermission. But, yeah, that's a good place to go. So be sure to, once again, just support your local restaurants. Support your local businesses. We want them to continue to, to thrive and stay alive. So there you go. We'll be back after the first intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to talk about rockauto.com. That has all the parts your car will ever need. Whether you drive an old jalopy or you have a new sports car, or maybe you're a sports car enthusiast like, I don't know, Tamu Solani, or maybe you're a car connoisseur like, I don't know, Jay Leno. He has a lot of cars. He has a show about it. So whether you need the parts for an old or new car, rockauto.com has the parts for you. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades. So once again, that is rockauto.com. And in the box where it says, hey, how did you hear about us? Tell them that Locked On sent you. So once again, in the how did you hear about us box, type in Locked In. That's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. And this is the podcast that your car definitely needs, Locked on Anaheim Ducks. So let's talk about the Western Conference Final, which is over now. Yeah, uh, the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights have been battling it out for the better part of a week. And frankly, Vegas has outplayed Dallas for most of the series. Let's go back to Game 4, which took place Saturday night. In Edmonton, Vegas outshot Dallas 13-5 in the first, 11-9 in the second, 9-6 in the third period. So Vegas outshot Dallas 33-20 in the game. And in fact, they obliterated them on shot attempts. Well, that doesn't really matter because Alex Mar- or sorry, Alec Martinez, former LA King, he got things going on the power play from the blue line. And then it was all Dallas from there. Joe Pavelski scored. Then Jamie Benn scored on the power play goal. That was all the scoring that took place. And really, just looking back on some of the highlights for this game, Dallas had a lot of turnovers on this game. They did not have their best effort on game four. The Dallas Stars won for one reason and one reason only. And you can guess what that is. It is the current Conn Smythe Trophy favorite, Anton Kudobin. The Kudobin wall stopped a plethora of shots. He stopped 31 of 32, I'm sorry, 32 of 33 shots on goal. 
In fact, he was perfect on even strength. The only goal he allowed was that power play goal from Alec Martinez. He's been the major difference in this series. And we'll talk more about Kudobin after I talk about Game 5. But Game 4 went to Dallas. They won 2-1. to And all of a sudden, they were up 3-1 to in the series going into last night's game, which took place also in Edmonton. Last night was a fun one to watch. This was a thriller of a game. We'll pick things up after the first period. Uh, Chandler Stevenson got things going, making it one nothing Vegas. Second period had a lot more action as far as some big hits, some heavy contact, and Corey Perry crashing into the wall for no particular reason. And that was already kind of a meme there. We'll talk more about Corey Perry in a second. Yeah. That first two periods... It was all Vegas once again, because what else is new? Not that Dallas is not playing well. Dallas is a very, very good team. But Vegas outplayed them again. They out, they were out shooting Dallas 25-14 to 14 at the end of two periods. Frankly, I'm shocked that it wasn't more than one nothing. to be honest. In fact, it became 2 to nothing in the third period, only 15 seconds in, when Riley Smith scored his fifth and final goal of the postseason, hmm, I'm probably telling the future a little bit here. So it was 2 nothing Vegas. It was 2 to nothing. Was, was, was. Jamie Benn scored his eighth of the postseason, making it 2-1. to one. Then on the power play, later on, and this was on the result of a fairly bad penalty that the Vegas Golden Knights took right there. And we'll talk more about penalties in a second. Uh, This one came as a result of a Alex Tuck penalty who was tripping. So on that power play, you had a bunch of players out there, including former Duck Corey Perry, who likes to get in the middle of things. Uh, He was right along the crease on this little, I, I guess it was kind of a scrum by the goal. And this ended up resulting in Joel Kivaranta scoring his fourth of the season. For, sorry, fourth of the postseason. That tied it up at two. But credit to Corey Perry for really pestering the hell out of the Vegas Golden Knights penalty kill. So he was right there just trying to instigate little by little, ticking off goaltender Robin Leonard. And sure enough, that worked perfectly. So two to two tie game. This one would go into overtime and that's where things really took well yeah it took a different turn first off dallas in that um, third period they actually outshot vegas 11 to 10 okay a difference of one whatever so shots on goal were 35 25 going into overtime and only 2 15 into the overtime period zach white cloud the rookie got a bad penalty for delay of game puck over the glass and he didn't do this intentionally he was reaching out for the puck and he just happened to reach out with one arm and it happened to just really bounce off of his stick and go right into the non-existent crowd so that was a very bad break for Zach Whitecloud he probably could have controlled that play a little bit better but again he's a rookie guys he's a rookie So already he's in the box and going, oh, crap, here we go. Like, please, like, he was basically pleading to the hockey gods, please, please kill this penalty. Well, Zach Whitecloud was in the box. With about 30 seconds left on the power play, Rupe Hintz passed it off to, uh, I think it was John Klinberg, 
And then after, as John Klimberg had it on the blue line, he had a nice cross-ice pass to Denis Gurionov, who scored from the right face-off dot a blistering shot to win the game for the Dallas Stars and win this series for the Dallas Stars. It ended up being a 3-2 final score in overtime. Denis Gurionov is celebrating like crazy 3.36 into overtime. Let's talk about both sides of this. Denis Gurionov has been a key player for the Dallas Stars in this playoff run. This is really his coming out party. Already nine goals this postseason, but he's been scoring like crazy. And frankly, so has Klingberg. Uh, John Klingberg already with his 13th helper of the postseason. That was his second point of the night. As far as Gurionov, he's been on an absolute tear. And we'll talk more about the Stars when we have our Stanley Cup preview with Sarah Avampato. So Gurionov scored the goal. And I noticed right away that Corey Perry was kind of looking around. He was going to hug his teammates for Dallas. But he kind of quickly turned around and looked for the game-winning puck and ended up picking it up. So what a teammate Corey Perry is. You know, whether you love him or hate him, He's always been that kind of guy that does look out for his teammates. So good on Corey Perry to be that player to find the puck, give it over. So that's going to be a nice souvenir for Denis Gurionov there as the game-winning overtime goal and the game ser- or the series-winning overtime goal. Now the other side of things. And I don't want to harp on this too much because I already feel bad. Zach Whitecloud is a very, very good kid. A very good kid. Uh... On interviews, he apparently does very well. He's very friendly to everyone. Zach Whitecloud looked devastated in the penalty box. Uh, You could tell that he's a very, very young kid. He was pretty much internally bawling. Internally, he's crying a lot of tears. And you have to feel for the kid. And you hope this isn't the kind of thing that affects him later on in his career. But, you know, he had to be consoled by his teammates. I did really like seeing that Ryan Reeves went right to Zach Whitecloud and said, you know what, it's okay, it's okay. And then you had more teammates come towards him. Ryan Reeves was the first one to go towards him. I think Alex Tuck came towards him and then pretty much the rest of his teammates. And then you see on the handshake line where you could even see some of the Dallas Stars players just patting him on the chest. And I could read a little bit of lips there on that handshake line where they said, it's okay, kid. Like, you played well, but they pretty much said, it's okay, kid. You're fine. I mean, that's hard to get over. When you have something that devastating happen to end a series, you cannot help but feel bad for the kid. It's going to be a long fall for him, but hopefully he can use that feel to come back strong because you like seeing those kind of redemption stories, even though it is the Vegas Golden Knights and they are kind of the common enemy for both Ducks fans and Kings fans too. SoCal fans don't like the Vegas Golden Knights, and most of them were very happy about this. And I even posted on my personal Twitter, you know, it's funny that we laughed at Corey Perry at the start of the season, or the start of the year. Remember when Corey Perry had the walk of shame in the Winter Classic? The start of 2020, Corey Perry was the very first meme of 2020. And now look at him. Nine months later, and he's four wins away from winning a Stanley Cup. So I said it on Twitter, and I'll say it here. Now who's laughing? 
Now who's laughing? <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. We'll be back after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network and presented by DoorDash. I mentioned earlier that I was looking up a restaurant that I went to that I really, really liked. And for some reason, I blanked on the name. So I'm going to give them a shout out right here because they are super fantastic. Graham's Kitchen out in La Palma. They have some really freaking good Creole food. And man, I'm kind of salivating now because I'm thinking about those jambalaya fries. They were delicious. Not even kidding. Jambalaya fries. Oh man, they also have some really good gumbo there. So check out Graham's Kitchen on DoorDash. I'm sure they have it there. So yeah, once again, support your local businesses. So let's briefly talk about the COVID tests or yeah, the positive COVID tests that are non-existent in the National Hockey League. They've done a great job as far as, well, I don't know, I guess testing has been good. The lack of positives has been good. The fact that families have come in and there's still no positive tests. Yeah, this is a massive win for the National Hockey League. I mean, are you kidding me? To have zero positive tests still? Yeah, I'm going to read this verbatim. This came out Monday afternoon, and I like this. I like this a lot. So quoting, and this is from the NHL Public Relations Twitter. So once again, PR underscore NHL. Thank you for this. Quote, the NHL completed the seventh week of its phase four return to play with no positive test results for COVID-19 among the 1,357 tests administered. Testing was administered on a daily basis to all members of the club's 52-member traveling parties, including players, during the period from September 6th through the 12th. The NHL will continue to provide regular updates on COVID-19 testing results. The league will not be providing information on the identity of any individuals or clubs. Same as usual, end quote. Yeah, um, still zero tests. Zero positives, rather. This is a massive win for the NHL. And I remember even saying seven weeks ago on this very program, even if there's only one or two positive tests throughout the entire postseason, I'd still consider that a win. If there was maybe one positive test in the first or second round, yeah, I could see that being maybe a, a minor hiccup. But the fact that we've had zero this entire time, not only do the NHL know what they're doing, but Health Canada, they know what they're doing. Yeah, I, I miss Canada quite a bit. But once again, no positive tests. All right, we're going to end on another kind of out there note. This is a happy note, but this is a really out there note. Uh, those of you that know me well, that baseball is always a first love for me. It always has been. Hockey is definitely a huge love for me as well. I mean, I've been working in hockey for a decade now. But when you have a chance to boo the Houston Astros, and I know of a lot of Angel fans that really want, Angels and Dodger fans, by the way, that wanted to go to that first series at Angel Stadium in April or what was supposed to be in late March, early April. 
which never happened, by the way. Yeah, we were all going to boo the Astros. All SoCal fans were very united on that front. We were going to boo the hell out of the Astros. Then COVID happened. So we lost that chance. Well, not for me. See, I decided that I was going to watch a Dodger game any way I could. And you can apparently do this up in the hills of Elysian Park or Elysian Fields. And I kind of went somewhat viral on this. And I'm still getting notifications on this. I had to turn turn them off. So I found myself on the ESPN replay yeah, I was on ESPN for Sunday Night Baseball, and I just said, oh, who's that? If we can't be inside the stadium, there's always more than one way to watch a Dodgers game from a distance. Yes, I did have my megaphone with me. Apparently, they could hear me from afar. And I may have trolled the Astros during the game, saying stuff like, nice swing, you know, uh, I yelled bang, bang, bang for a couple of players. Yeah, no one here likes the Astros. Let's face it. They're the common enemy of pretty much every other team in baseball. I don't care what the Astros guys say. Look, they cheated. The Astros cheated. They cheated the Dodgers out of a World Series in 2017. They cheated all the teams they played in the American League, including the Angels. Yeah, they cheated everybody. There will always be an asterisk under their 2017 title, which is why I derisively call the Houston Astros the Houston Asterisk. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. But it was a lot of fun. If you want to check out that tweet, check out my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. And, yeah, I somehow made it on camera. I still don't know how that happened. They must have heard my megaphoning right there. So, yeah, there you go. Also, check out this show's Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, there will be no show on Wednesday. It's a three-show week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. If the series ends between the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning, there's a possibility that the Stanley Cup Final could start on Thursday. So be sure to stay tuned to the lo underscore ducks twitter for that information uh once again make sure to rate comment subscribe if you have not already and if you care to please send your emails at to locked on anaheim ducks at gmail.com and i'm really gonna press more about emailing once we get closer to the draft and we will have some guests on during those couple of weeks so once again thank you all so much for listening for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying stay cool. Please stay safe out there. Be kind to everyone. You know, be safe from the fires. And lastly, stay safe, Anaheim. Ducks fly together.